episode 165 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal DeQuincy. Hey man, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, sorry about my voice. It's a little, a little hoarse. Yeah, you were telling me that before we started. So go on, tell the story. Why are your voice so hoarse? <laughs> I really don't know how to explain it. You, you're I, out there running them streets again. Friday night, man, I, I uh, drank a lot and I guess I talked all night as well because I woke up Saturday morning and my, I, you know, my voice was shot. Oh, like, uh, with the except, like, the most I'll I'll talk in a given day is like when we record for the podcast. Like, we're talking for an hour plus straight. I don't talk that much throughout the day. I'm pretty, I'm pretty quiet. So, <laughs> for me to go on a, a, a drunken rambling with friends on a Friday night um, is probably what led to it because uh, I woke up and uh, like, and I guess I was not around any smokers either because my clothes didn't smell like cigarettes like they have in the past when I've gone out and there's people smoking around me. And uh, so I was like, well, that didn't, that didn't affect my voice. It must've been drinking way too much and just blathering on. <laughs> um. <laughs> I was expecting some crazy story. Like you were out there just yelling in the streets like a madman, but I, I could only assume I, I was. <laughs> oh, this it was one of those things where you thought you were talking quiet, but you were over there talking like this. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> no, no worries. Yeah, absolute worries. Well, but well, my voice is strong enough to, to get through this episode. Yeah, you don't sound terrible, so well, you don't sound any worse than usual. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so make do. Oh, man. Uh, it's good to talk to you. Um, we took last week off because I just didn't text you because I hadn't. Uh, I just didn't have. It wasn't like I didn't. We didn't have anything to talk about. It was just one of those things where, where like life got in the way. By the time I thought about texting you for to do a podcast, it was like Sunday morning. I was like, oh, yeah. it's probably busy or whatever. So I didn't think. So I just let it go. Uh, but we're back this week. We're going to. Oh, let's get the business side. You can catch the podcast anywhere. Podcasts are getting away for free. Ninety nine. I I finally decided I'm not going to do the entire spiel. It's 2021. <laughs> you know where you can get your podcast from. Right. Um, leave a, a the five big guys, minutes. little guys. They're all over. <laughs> yeah, all over the place. Uh, just leave, leave us a review. You leave us a five star review. We'll read it online on the air. Um, yeah, and that's it. So today we came, um, behind the scenes. We were talking earlier. We didn't know what to talk about. So we're just going to keep it simple. We're just going to talk about the Houston sports teams. Yeah. It's been a while since we've kind of, um, well, we don't, we don't do that often where we cover them all in one episode, but there's, um, there's not a lot a whole lot going on to focus on one particular team. 
Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good chance for us to kind of touch base on everybody. You know, the um, Astros are in the final month and a half of this regular season, looking to make a strong postseason run. Um, the, the Rockets just uh, finished up with the draft where they had the number two pick. And uh, so, and free agency started. So I don't know if, you know, if they'll be involved with that or if they'll be involved with any trades. And they're a few months away from training camp. But, uh, but the Texans, I guess we can lead off. Um, they are yeah. they oh, just – Yeah, just so, so I, let's go uh, real quick with the Rockets. They're already in training camp. They've had a couple of summer league games. Oh, that's, and right, yes, that's right. And, yes, I know you're thinking, didn't the finals just end? And it's like, yeah. Right. Yep, that's right. They did start summer league. Yeah. Uh, Which, but, with, with this team, and we can talk about further later mm-hmm. on, with this team, I think summer league is where – we're going to really have to start paying attention because we're in that phase where it's, it's, it's rebuild time. Yeah. These young guys are going to come out of there and, you know, it's going to, we're going to have to start taking notice of the summer league where Mm -hmm. five years ago and it was Harden and, uh, you know, Westwood, CP3, uh, Dwight, Dwight, good, Dwight, (laughs) good, Dwight Howard. Sorry. The revolving door of, of superstars. Mm -hmm. Um, man, I, like I would have, I would have been shocked to know that we had a summer league team, but um, that's not the case anymore. We're gonna have to to uh, keep an eye on that. Yeah, but uh, let's start with the most depressing team in Houston. <laughs> let's, we're gonna start with the Houston Texans. Uh, like you said earlier, training camp ha- training camp has begun. They just had their first preseason game last night against the Packers, which they won twenty six to seven. I saw exactly zero minutes of it. Um, I just found out they played last night this morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when I told you <laughs> about an hour ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just, ever since last year, I've given the Texans no mind. Cause from, we've had this discussion before. I believe in Texas. Like I, I shouldn't care more about the team than the owners do. And it's so right. obvious the last couple of years, the only thing they care about is selling out the building. They don't really care about winning the championship just as long as they don't have any blackouts. Mm-hmm. And so last year, like it, last year was so disappointing for a myriad of reasons. I just completely stopped watching the team and football in general, like the second half of their season. I just didn't care. There's nothing really to care about either and i thought everything would be looking up once they fired uh bill o'brien but um it's only gotten progressively worse <laughs> who would have thought <laughs> uh it's just bad it's bad you think uh, bill I, o'brien's laughing maniacally somewhere I, it I wasn't bet, just me you fools i bet he's somewhere happy he doesn't have to deal with this nonsense and of course we're talking mm-hmm. about the whole deshaun watson situation um He's got how many accusers now? Is it <laughs> like I don't even know anymore? It's somewhere between fifty to forty accusers um, saying that he's inappropriate during massages. Um, I was gonna say at least more than fingers and toes than I have, but that's still double. Yeah, is I don't even know the amount anymore. Um, what was it? I had a tweet saved about Deshaun Watson real quick. Let me go back. Because this had just came out yesterday, I believe. Like, apparently, the 
the Houston trafficking, uh, human trafficking department. Here it is. Human trafficking unit is reportedly heading up subpoenas on Deshaun Watson case per Mark Berman, um, a reporter here for Fox 26 News. This is something... Let's see. If true, there's a possibility of trafficking slash prostitution charges. Jeez. I mean, if that's true, he he's not not only he's he's not playing with the Texans, he's not playing with the NFL, period. He's done. Yeah. This is insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, this started is just this started with okay, he was inappropriate in a massage parlor, and now it's it's gone all the way up to human trafficking. Like, mm-hmm. Christ! I mean, I'm not saying I, I don't know the full details of what he's being accused, but oh. like, oh, sorry, what's that mean? But. Oh, I hate when these damn things just play with no damn yeah. reason. Sorry. But continue on. Um, that, I mean, who, who knows where this, this goes? I mean, this is, this is a, this is one of the, like, I don't know, could it be one of the more complex cases like we've ever seen in football? I mean, like we've seen so many cases of players, you know, beating and beating up their girlfriends and, you know, stuff like that. Like those are pretty clear cut. Um, but something like this, where it starts with one thing and then it just explodes to a whole, to a whole other thing. Like, I don't know, man, I don't know how they're going to sort all any of this out. Yeah. I, I don't think we've ever had a case that had this many potential victims. Right. So, I've also been reading um, SI. I've been talking talking about how the NFL has been handling the um, investigation, and yeah. they're handling it as poor as you would expect. Apparently, um, one of the women who was Ashley Solis, she was at, this is what she said um, about the um, the treatment they receive from the league office. They were being interviewed. And this is her quote. This woman asked me what I was wearing, which honestly really pissed me off. She explained that was something she had to ask, which I don't believe at all. I'm not sure what you're supposed to be wearing that would suggest I don't want you to put your penis in my hand. Do I need to wear a turtleneck? End quote. Mm-hmm. Jeez. And that was a woman questioning her about that wasn't some just the nfl having some dude asking that stupid question it was a, a, a woman and that's just a dumb question as like oh what were you wearing when you were sexually assaulted or when you were raped it's like it 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 doesn't matter it's nothing to do with with it yeah if a rapist wants to rape he's gonna rape you no matter if you're wearing a bikini or you're wearing a, a, a full burqa mm-hmm so that right there tells me the NFL is not taking this seriously at all. It's uh, it's in their best interest to um, 
not vilify, but to delegitimize their claim. Otherwise, they've got a whole huge mess on their hands and uh, a face of the game, a potential face of the game that, you know, they're going to have to, they would have to turn away. And clearly, oh, I think those days are gone. There's no way Deshaun Watson can be the face of the NFL. There are too many people that no matter what the outcome of these allegations, they're never going to see him as a good person again. Right, right. But what I mean is they, they're going to try and salvage whatever they can because he's still a good player. You know, he's still someone that um, could go to another team. You know, if the Texans are done, if they want to get rid of him and trade him, he'd go to another team and be productive. So I think, yeah, you're right. That, you know, like he's not going to be doing any commercials for the NFL anytime soon or getting any big sponsorships. Uh, you know, he won't be doing any state farm commercials anytime soon, but he is, uh, you know, he, he's still an effective player that, you know, they obviously they would rather have him in the league being productive, you know, salvaging any kind of reputation of his um, over these claims from these women, from these women. Yeah, I agree with you. You're right. It's sad that someone's talent is more important than the pain they cause other people, especially women, but you're 100% correct. That's how the NFL's going to see it, and that's how they've always seen it. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just got a domestic violence policy like three, four seasons ago. Like, this isn't someplace, this isn't a workplace that's been very sympathetic to apply to women. Right. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen when he wants out. The team wants to keep him. I don't know any team around the NFL that's going to be willing to pay the price that it would take to trade for him. I mean, I think I saw reports that the Texas want like three first round picks for him. Like, who's going to pay that and then has to turn around and deal with the fan backlash um, from bringing him in? Right. The fan backlash, the potential that he might not even get to play mm-hmm. if, you know, these, um, you know, if, if these claims are further substantiated and further proven. Um, I mean, that's a huge risk. The one one that the Texans are probably praying someone will take mm-hmm. at this point. Um, yeah, because well, I mean, if I'm another team, I'm not giving up three first round yeah, picks for a guy who, you know, may not play this year, may not play ever again. Right. So, um, oh, I was going to do an over under. I had to stop myself because I was about to say 16 games, but we have 17 games now. So, 17-game series, um, season, sorry. Um, If I set the over-under for Deshaun Watson games played, now, not start, but played, I'm setting the under-over at three and a half. Are you going (sighs) over-under? I'm going to say under just Mm -hmm. because um, he doesn't – like, he doesn't want to play with the Texans – regardless whether these allegations were there or not, like the timing of everything is incredible. Like it is, it is uncanny. Like the timing of 
his the story of him being disgruntled and wanting out mm-hmm. aligned with the t- like shortly after these allegations come out. So there was a good chance he wasn't going to play regardless, you know, because he, he'd already made it clear just days before that he, he didn't want to play here. He doesn't, he does not want to play here. So I, I'm going to say under because whether he's cleared or not, I just, I don't see him suiting up for the team. Yeah, I'd go, I'd go under. Um, in fact, I, I would say it's more likely he just doesn't play any games at all this year than he plays any for the Texans. Yeah. I think if um, – I mean, it seems like he was he was going to be willing to sit out this season anyways before the allegations came out. Do you think so? I think so. I feel like if he was going to sit out, he would have done it already. Or he'd be doing it right now. Oh, is he in camp? Yeah, he's in camp right now. He's in camp? Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. Okay. He showed up to – well, <laughs> I mean, okay. This is this, this entire podcast is, is t- going to be titled Anthony doesn't know when camp is, happens or what goes on in camp. Who's at camp? Who's at camp? He's, he's in camp. He reported to camp. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, if he was serious about wanting to betray, he'd just sit out and take the fines. Mm-hmm. Oh, but he could be in camp just to show or to, you know, to show that he's in shape for other, you know, potential teams. Uh, he's, I think he's like fourth on the depth chart right now. Mm-hmm. Which is like behind the the um, emergency quarterback, right? Yeah, the guy who sits on the yeah. The... Texans unofficial depth chart uh, quarterback. It has let's see Tyrod Taylor, Jeff Dressel, David Mills, and then Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. So it is unofficial, but still, that's and the three of them played before. Last night, he yeah, not. he didn't even go. Mm-hmm. He was he did not make the trip to Green Bay. Hmm. And then the uh, oh, this was on Thursday, I think it was. Like he was walking to the practice field, and the you know the media's out there, you know, taking pictures and filming everything. He's like, "Why are you guys always filming me every day? It's a, it's the same shit." And it's like, "Well, you're the quarterback, duh." There's only 32 of these jobs. Oh, and you have this massive uh, scandal going on right now. So what what do you think, Deshaun? Like, right. you stupid, like, buddy. What else are we going to film? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else are we going to follow? Who else are we going to follow? There's nobody on this team worth. And that's, I mean, that's a really sad reality is that there is nobody on this team worth following and covering. And, you know, now they're following and covering him for a completely different reason. It would have made sense if these out, if this hadn't have happened. Yeah. He's the lone star player on the team out of 53 players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got to follow him, see what he does, see what he can do as a, as a leader, you know, or, or as a guy that, that, that jumps ship. And so they were going to follow him regardless. And now, they're following him for a completely different reason, completely horrible reason. You know, that there was 
there was going to be no way around it. Like he was going to get followed regardless. I want to go back to what you said. Like he's the guy. Can you? How many Texans can you name? Well, I just looked at the. I looked at the box score. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, can you name more than five Texans? Well, I'll never forget. I'll never forget that damn kicker, Fairban or whatever, Fairbairn, whatever. The guy that misses half his misses half misses half of his field goal attempts. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. The past like two or three years, man. Um. But I kind of forgot that Kiki Kuti was on the team. I Man, I'm, I'm looking at this. I I'm looking at the box score. Released last year. Honestly, I wouldn't have been able to tell you anybody yeah. else on the team. Yeah. What's his name? Like, I knew Deshaun Watson, of course. Laramie Tunsil. I knew because they gave him that huge contract because they stupidly gave him all those. Uh, that was such a dumb move. They traded all those draft picks to Miami to get him without signing him to a contract extension first. Mm-hmm. So then, like, you any contract he signed, it was going to be crazy because you had to sign him to justify giving up them for uh, high-value uh, picks. Yeah. I think he gave up b- both the first and the second round picks in the last two drafts. Whitney Merciless, I remember because he's just out there playing with a ski mask. He is a he is a thief right now. Just <laughs> <laughs> he didn't play last night. Yeah, yeah this is <clears throat> this is a rough time. Yeah. And they went on the offseason and they signed a bunch of what I would call adults to the team, but it's not like they have any superstars. This is going to be a bad team. And mm-hmm. uh, man, if I was them, I'd. And another reason why there's really no, there was no reason for you to keep watching this team last season and going mm-hmm. into the season is the division's gotten better. Like yeah. it used to be just, it, it was basically the Texans and the Colts back and forth. One of those teams was going to come out on top, but Jacksonville looks to be getting better. And Tennessee is a legit contender. Like they, they got better. And mm-hmm. now it's going to be between Indy and Tennessee. Speaking of Indy, who is the Indianapolis quarterback? Um, oh, he, uh, gosh, is they traded Phillip for him. Bruce? No, oh, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, but he's injured. He, he had foot surgery a few weeks ago. Oh, that's right. So who the hell is their backup quarterback? Um, yeah. Uh, so it's either Jacob Easton, Brent Hudley, or Sam Ellinger. I remember Sam. He was with the he was quarterback for the Texas Longhorns. Mm-hmm. That name does sound, does sound familiar. I'm just on, I'm just looking up the contract, so I have no idea who's actually going to be the the second, uh, who's going to be the starting quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Did they they played this weekend? Did they not? Let's see who's who. 
Or are they playing? Oh, no, they're playing right now. They're playing right now. Yeah. And it's like yeah, Eastern. It's like, and look at us with no interest in watching it. <laughs> uh, if you if you had a bet, who would you bet on winning this division? Right now, Tennessee. Yeah, me too. Let's see. I think it ends up going Tennessee, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, and then Houston. Mm-hmm. Because they have, uh, you know, a football coach who I don't think he's coached in the, in the NFL. Maybe he did years ago, but he's a good football coach regardless. Like whatever, like he's, he's got the mind to lead a team. I mean, he was a great college coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even, I think his abilities as a coach are right now superior to whoever we have. Oh, well, I don't know. Actually, this is going to be interesting because we have that new head coach and maybe he's got something. I mean, he's 65, <laughs> but <laughs> Or something like that, 65, 75, I, I don't remember. But first first time ever head coaching a team. Um, maybe he's got something, you know, that he had been hiding all these years, just waiting for, for his chance to be a head coach. I don't know. But as it stands, you know, the Texans are, are not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, let's see. Right now, the Texans, their over-under is four and a half wins. And are they are they still going to be without a, a top draft pick? No, they have. I believe they have the draft picks for next year. Okay. Because last year was like... Terrible sucked, and then their draft pick went to Miami, so all that losing was for nothing. Yep. I would pick if the over under is four and a half. I'm definitely taking the under. Oh yeah, yeah. I am. You know, I'm sorry. I accidentally closed my browser. I'm like, oh god, everything <laughs> went away. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else for the Texans? No, let's just get the season over with. Yeah, it's just going to be sad and disappointing. I just... And let's, let's you know, mo- most importantly, let's get some resolution with this, this case. Thing. Because yeah. if, he, if, he did do, if he did do what he's being accused of, you know, he needs to pay the price. And you know, justice needs to be served and those victims need to, um, uh, they need to be, um, taken care of, not, not, uh, or they need to, um, what's, what am I trying to say? Compensation? No, not even all. Well, I mean, yeah, but like they, they just need to, um, justice. They need justice. They need justice. They need to be proven that, you know, that they were right. That's the most important thing at this point. 
All right, let's move on to the Rockets. Uh, disappointing. Slightly better. Yes, yeah, slightly <laughs> better. But uh, if you had to choose who wins the uh, championship first, the Rockets or the Texans, who are you picking? Wow. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be the Rockets because the Rockets will have always found a way to, like, this is to, to find, like, to go after something big. They, they've been willing to, like, put all their chips at the table. They've gone all in before. The Texans rarely do. They rarely make big splashes like that. Um, the Texans have been lucky, have been fortunate with their draft, the way they've drafted, drafting J.J. Watt, Deshaun Watson, uh, Andre Johnson, going that far back. Like, they've been, they've been pretty good at drafting. Um, the Rockets – have never really been in that position because they've always, they've never had to rebuild. They've always been able to acquire a superstar and they've always uh, 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 made it to, you know, gone far into the playoffs or at least made the playoffs. So they'll find a way to do something, even if they have to actually go through a rebuild phase for the next couple of years, which is something, like I said, we haven't seen since, 84, I think. I don't think we've had a rebuild like this. Um, I'm trying to think. The last is probably right before they got Yao Ming. That Maybe. was the last time it was really bad like this. And that's going back to what? 2002? Yeah, because they, they drafted Steve Francis. And then and the C Francis era was fun, but it wasn't like he was a, he wasn't a top ten player. Right. Okay, so maybe not as far back as I said with the lodge one. But yeah, so well, 20 years now. And that's a good track record to not have to go through a rebuild, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it sucks that it's happening like during our you know, during our primes as as fans and and guys who watch sports and understand it and, and appreciate it. Um, but uh, if, if this is the time to do it, so be it. Like, let's, let's go. Mm-hmm. I got no, but they've your... got some interesting pieces. Yeah. Here, here's the, um, here's the real answer. Both franchises have crappy, stupid owners, but only one franchise has a smart front office and that's the Houston Rockets. Right. There's, and they've always had a good front office. Yeah. And the, going back to um, before even Daryl Moore, going back to what's the name? CD, Carol, uh, Dan- Carol Dawson. Dawson, yeah. Um, but they're from the McNair's all the way down. There's nothing in the Texan front office that should bring any kind of hope to any fan of football, man. It's just no. bad all the way down. Yeah. At least, at least with the uh, Rockets, even though um, what's his name, Tillman Fertitta, 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 okay. Even though he's a broke boy, it seems like he's hired of uh, Raphael Stone, and he knows what to do in, uh, front office wise. Well, r- the reason why is because he's been with the organization for a long time. Mm-hmm. He was underneath Tad Brown, and. Uh, Who's the other general manager? Or uh, Daryl Moore. 
he knows how that system works, how, you know, he knows how they work and I'm sure he's going to use what he learned from them to, to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I'm looking at the NBA over under. So we're talking right now. I put in over unders and overtime come came up. What the? <laughs> I think the Rockets over under is only like 24. Three, 24 three, wins? 24. They only won like 17 last year. That's right. That's right. They they were awful last year. That, of course, they got the number two pick. Mm-hmm. God damn it, that's last year. I don't mean last year. It's this year. What are you doing to me? And even with even with uh this bad team, they still have a a recognizable face on the team in John Wall. Mm-hmm. For how long he remains a rocket remains to be seen, but they always seem to have like a face, a, a recognizable face on their team. Yeah, I, I think that's gonna by the end of the year, that's gonna be Jalen Green. The player they selected uh, in this previous draft at number two. So the Rockets, 22, I'm sorry, 25 and a half games. So that's, um, that's, that's going on the idea that the team is going to improve just even just marginally. Mm-hmm. Like this young core is going to have a full season together again. It's a full season together and um, will uh, hopefully gel. And that's good. I like that. So you're going over or under? <laughs> over under 20, how many? 25 and a half. <sighs> Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going over. I'll go over as well. And they say can't. They, they can't have the same injury, the same bad luck with injuries that they had last year, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't think they can. <sighs> Sorry, uh, man. This is me. So, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, let's ask you. So, what did you think of the draft for the Rockets? Oh, I love the draft. It, they got a, a bunch of talented players that they need. Um, a couple of lottery shots uh, down in the middle of the draft, and I really like Jalen Green. Um, I think he's going to be a superstar in this league soon. And uh, the other guys they got, uh, who's Sorry, let me go. Although Jalen Green's going to be sitting out the rest of the um, summer league. What's that? About uh, bad hamstring. Oh, and man. They just, and the team is like, let's just be, like, we're not, we don't want you to go out there and make something that's already bad worse. So, mm-hmm. the hell? 
Oh, those must be the other teams. Okay. Sorry, I was um I'm on the athletic and I'm going through I'm scrolled to the bottom. I went through teams for the NBA and I hit the R just to go down the Rockets. And the first thing that came up was Raiders. I was like, Raiders. And then I'm like, oh, it must be um what's it called? Uh the G League team. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I, I'm. I don't think this team's going to make the playoffs. Let me say that first morals. I don't even think they're going to play in the uh, the tournament, the play-in tournament. But I think it's going to be a more exciting. Oops, it'll be a more exciting team. Like even when they're bad, it's going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you can't be good at least be exciting. Right, right. I don't want to be the <clears throat> Sacramento Kings. No offense to them, um, but it's going to be a lot of games where it's good. They're going to have like these breakaway plays, and it's going to be amazing, exciting. And look up the scoreboard, and they're still down by fifteen. <laughs> right. Oh, I forgot to do this with the NFL. Who's your Super Bowl prediction? Oof, wow, over this early, huh? Yeah, Super I know. Well, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask the same thing and um um in basketball too. So. I mean, right now I gotta go with Tampa. Mm-hmm. And then coming out of the AFC. Oh man, it's hard to pick it's hard to pick against Kansas City. Yep. Um but it rarely happens. We we rarely see repeat matchups. So, oh yeah, that was a Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. Oh man, my this my memory is shot to hell, man. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So you, you got the Bucks for sure. The Bucks, yeah, I think that they're they're gonna get back there. And oh man, oh what the hell? I'll say Kansas City. All right, so you got a repeat. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I'll go with you at Kansas City. No, wait, no, no, no. I can't. I can't. I can't. Not because I don't want to, it's because um damn, is it for me it's, for the AFC is either the Kansas City Chiefs or the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say this. Up. So I'm gonna go with the Ravens. And All right, I'm gonna pick a team, and it's gonna be in suffer for the both of us because we live in Texas. <laughs> but I'm gonna pick the Dallas Cowboys. Really? Yeah, that's what I'm going with right now. Wow. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah, I just I don't like picking repeat teams in the NFL because it's so hard to do it again. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's what. And you know, I'm looking through the uh I'm looking at the the teams right now and no Packers, maybe Buccaneers could be in there, of course. Seahawks. Um, I hope my girlfriend doesn't hear that because she'll beat me for not picking the Seahawks. <laughs> but yeah, I'll go Cowboys Ravens. That's what I'm picking for the Super Bowl right now. 
Okay. Cowboys and Ravens. Wow. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest. Yeah, I'm gonna stay with that. Never mind. Uh, give me your NBA Finals pick since we're here. <laughs> Man. Um... Yeah. Make it hard. <laughs> uh, I'll say Miami. Mm-hmm. So so we don't repeat. Um, I'll say Miami and Golden State. Miami, Golden State, wow. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say the Bucks and let's go Bucks Lakers. Okay. Lakers seem like a team they got everyone together for one last run at it. I don't think they everyone that team is just old as hell. <laughs> if they stay healthy. Yeah, they stay healthy. They well, man, we said that last year. Look what happened. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm just going with it. It's way, way too early, but that's what I'm gonna go with. Um, but yeah, back to the Rockets. It's a rebuilding team, and we'll talk about them more as the season goes on. But I am excited to watch this team and see them gel together. Um, I wonder how long vets like John Wall and um, Eric Gordon are going to be on the team. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean, especially if you can get something for those two guys, mm -hmm. whether it's another young player that might be a little rough around the edges, like – Kevin Porter Jr. I mean, that that that's a steal. That I mean, it was he. We signed him as a free agent, right? No, they traded. I think a second round pick to the Cavs. It wasn't so that much. A second round pick for mm-hmm. this guy who, yeah, it looks like he had a bit of he had a bit of an attitude problem, but hopefully he's maturing and uh, will be excited by the idea of playing with these young guys, these other young guys. Um. He's clearly talented. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? Maybe you could get something like that from uh, you know from dealing Gordon or and or um, John Wall, and that would be just that would just add to the excitement, you know, to add a, a fifth a fifth core member, potential core member, because as it stands, the core we're looking at is Green. Kenyon Martin Jr., Kevin Porter Jr., and uh, Christian Wood. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it's, there's a high, you know, there's a chance that not all these guys are going to be, of course, not all of them are going to be superstars. Right. You know, some are just going to be good role players, but that's what you need for a championship team. Yeah, there's never been a team that had all five starters as superstars. I mean, mm-hmm. that rarely ever happens. You're three of the most nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, anything else in the Rockets? I feel like that's the shortest one, but 
No, I mean, I mean, we we're probably got to watch more games and talk to, in order to talk about more because that's the one I think out of the three major sports, that's the one we pay the least amount of attention to. Yeah. And, and so this mm-hmm. year with the, te- the Texans being Texans, uh, we'll have more opportunity to pay attention to the Rockets. Right. And I think I think that's a good thing because in the years past, we've, we've kind of overlooked them because mm-hmm. – it's basically we were just waiting for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Are they gonna are they gonna make a, a run or not? The the regular season really didn't matter because when you had guys like Harden or you know Harden and Westbrook or, or CP3 or even McGrady and Yao and guys like that, like you knew this team was gonna go to the playoffs. It was pretty much a lock. They were good enough to get to the playoffs. It was just a matter of can they make a run? Mm-hmm. Now I think it's imperative that we we keep an eye on the, the regular season because there is going to be no postseason, and this is going to be you know our time to see how these guys develop, how they gel. That's really going to be the only chance we're going to have. There's no waiting for the postseason, the playoffs anymore. It's either we we watch watch the regular season or we don't. And, we, yeah. and I would rather see these guys develop, so that way I'm not perceived as a bandwagon jumper if they all turn out to be really good together. Hey, I said before I say it again, there's nothing wrong with jumping on the bandwagon late. You save yourself a lot of heartache. Um, you're there in the good times. You leave when it's bad. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Life, as we can see outside our windows right now, life sucks enough. Why give so much time and energy to a sports team that doesn't give a damn about you? <laughs> All right. Jump on that bandwagon when, when um, it makes you happy. Because shit, i Thinking about uh, jumping on another team's bandwagon in the NFL. I'm not watching the Texans. I might as well just buy, um, what's it called, the red zone and find a team I like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely talk more about the uh, Rockets as the season progresses. I pro- make a promise because I know – Earlier this year, we were, t- we were talking about the Rockets. Like, oh, yeah, the Rockets. We'll talk about them later. We'll talk about the NBA playoffs. And we just never got around to it. Because we were yeah. always talking about Marvel or, you know, wrestling. Right. You know, things we actually know and watch. And, you know, this team was – it was it was a bad team last year. And mm-hmm. um, even with James Harden, so it's like there was nothing to really watch for, um, because why would you? Why would we watch a bad team with a superstar mm-hmm. instead of watching a bad team with four young players that could develop into superstars? I'd rather. I, I'm more interested in that than watching a, a disgruntled veteran superstar on a bad team. Mm-hmm. And when they traded him, when they traded him, they won a few games, and, and those young guys kind of had the energy and I was like, okay, that's something, that's something to, to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. So moving on, we'll finish with the Astros. Um, so how are you feeling about them Astros? Man, how am I feeling about this team? This team is, it was unfortunate that they lost three out of four against Minnesota, but that happens. They were on a long stretch. I mean, they rarely had a break up until that point. I mean, they at one point played 20, 20 games in 20 days or something mm-hmm. like that. So you could tell that there was some fatigue going on, but man, 
when this team is on, this team can hit like no other team. The way that they they were okay, they were down last night, Saturday night against the Angels, two to nothing after the first inning. Mm-hmm. They collected like five hits in a row, I think. One of them was uh, the Jake Myers home run, his first home run, first first career home run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just wouldn't stop hitting. And it's <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> yeah. And Myers is their ninth hitter. He was their ninth hitter last night. He was ninth. I thought he was it. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, yeah. this yeah. team can hit up and down the lineup. And it's it's scary to watch, but it's like in a good way, like scary good to watch. Yeah. Um, and we talked about this in the beginning of the year. Like their starting pitching would just have to hold up enough for their offense to n- knock the ball around. And, and their and their starting pitching has done more than that. Mm-hmm. They've they've. I mean, Garcia is looking. I mean, he, he's he's a young guy, so it's like he's not going to be. Uh, you know, an ace pitcher right away, but he's turning into a guy that in a couple of years when Granky is no longer there and McCullers is a few more, a few years older, like he could very well settle into that number two role. Um, he strikes out a bunch and um, yeah, he, he's looking really, he's getting better and better. It feels like it looks like. Um, and uh, yeah. rookie you know, of the year candidate. I agree. Yeah. You know, Framber is back and he's been a little inconsistent, but yes, let's talk about him real quick. Yeah. He has those innings. I like to call them the Jake McCullough's uh, Lance McCullough's innings where it just, (laughs) he's just cruising for like three, four innings. And then there's just an inning where the wheels fall off. It's like three walks, four earned runs and it just looks bad like he doesn't know what the hell he's doing mm-hmm. and i said on twitter like can we get that spider tack back can we can we let that man use some of the the sunscreen and rosen please because <laughs> his command will just leave at the most inopportune times mm-hmm. so he he he's not he's a serviceable two three pitcher right now but he's not that ace like he was last year right and uh but if he winds up being your number three guy that's not a bad number three to have in a few couple of years you know like they said when Granky's not here um uh-huh. it's not a bad guy to have like in the middle or even the bottom of your rotation with the back end mm-hmm. uh mccullers just look good Yes, and he goes today. McCullers look good. Um, Jake Odorizzi, he is a conundrum. Right. Uh, I think he – didn't he just have a game – his last game where he went like uh, five or six innings. Yeah, five innings, no runs, three hits, two walks. And before that, he had one of the worst starts of, uh, of the year. In fact, let me go look at his game log real quick. Yeah, one one week I'm I can't stand the guy. The next week I'm like, okay, I was wrong, and <laughs> it goes back like, oh, maybe I wasn't wrong. Yeah, that game against uh, the Dodgers, he went three innings, gave up uh, seven runs, six earned for a sweet ERA of eighteen. That one game. I want to talk about that that game though. Mm-hmm. 
because I remember I saw the matchups going into that series. It was Lance McCullers against Walker Buehler Tuesday night, which is a fantastic matchup for to watch on a Tuesday night. Like mm-hmm. that's insane. <laughs> like that is World Series worthy. But so it's like okay, that's a really strong matchup for both teams, and it was very much a close game and an exciting game down to the down to the wire. And then I saw Oda Rizzi was lined up with Max Scherzer, who's making his who was making his Dodger debut at the time, and I was like, oh, like the lineup, like it couldn't, like why did Jake Oda Rizzi have to be? Why was it his turn in the rotation for this game? And of course. He got killed, mm-hmm. which, you know, I was hoping, but I was kind of like not surprised that he got killed. But then I thought about it. The way I look at it is we're, he will never pitch against the Dodgers in the World Series. Like, that's just not going to happen. He's not going to pitch against them yeah. in the World Series. If, if everything goes well, like if everybody stays healthy and everybody's still available, I don't see him pitching against the Dodgers. So I'm okay with it happening now in the regular season. Let's not let's not give up. Let's not let them see get a look at at Garcia or Valdez um, now, and so that way they can be ready for him in two months uh, during the World Series. So I, I was okay with it. I looked at it that way, like okay, give give up Jake now, so that way our guys will still be a mystery potentially in the playoffs against the Dodgers. Mystery. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure about this because I can say that now, but you can say it now, but we have no idea what the rotation is going to look like. Like I said, we still got about a uh, month and a half left. Um, I, ex- I expect that Luis Garcia is going to miss a couple of starts coming up. It's because mm-hmm. he's pitched so many innings. I mean, he's crushed his career high already. And, like, his career high came in double A, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, uh, September, they bring up a couple of guys from AAA wanting to make a couple of starts, start, uh, spot starts. Sure. Just to save the rotation for the playoffs. Um, so what do you think about this rumor about, um, what's his name? Justin Verlander coming out of the bullpen, the playoffs. Hey, I'm all for it. If, if he's healthy and he can contribute, let's, I mean, yeah, just get him in before September one and yeah, let's do it. I think it's crazy, but (laughs) it's, it's insane, but. If if he's healthy, if he thinks he can go, if he's still if he's still hitting those high numbers, you know, uh, with the fastball, um, that's almost as good as all. I mean, well, not almost, but it's it's better than nothing in terms of look what the Dodgers did. They went and basically bought a World Series team at the trade deadline, getting Scherzer and, and Turner. I mean, and. I think we did really great at the trade deadline. We really shored up the bullpen. Um, and if you can add Verlander to the bullpen for the, at least just for the playoffs, then great. Like, um, 
it's going to be, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I just like the idea. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's, and I think the team would welcome it. I mean, the guy, the guys won a world series with us anyways. I mean, he like, and to suddenly get a hall of fame pitcher like that, you know, down the stretch, like that's, it's not a bad thing to have. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so I'm looking at the Astros, um, the depth chart right now. I completely forgot um, Jose Yukiti uh, is on the the IL. Yeah. And he wasn't pitching great, but um, look, he pitched really well in the playoffs two years ago against the Nationals and in the World Series. So if we can get that or Kitty back for the playoffs, then I'm all for it. And actually, he is pitching well. Like he's only he's six and three with a three three ERA. I mean, that's that's good stuff. Um, if you you know whether he's healthy or not, that's the big question. Can he be healthy? But you know he's um, he's pitched well this season. He's had one. One really bad start in June mm-hmm. against the Blue Jays. Gave up six runs in four and a third innings. Um, and other than that, he's given up four. He's given up four runs in two other starts. All of his other starts are zero, zero to three. And out of uh, was that eighteen starts, I think. So that's not bad. Yeah, and he's already started his rehab stint. He um, he was at the uh, Astros Spring Training Complex right now. He had a rehab assignment. God damn it. I hate when you're trying to read something on Twitter and then it refreshes so it disappears. It just... Yeah, they hope to have him back in the uh, beginning of September when the mm-hmm. rosters expand. I still feel like this team is World Series capable. Um, the way they hit and the fact that the bullpen is stronger than it was two months ago or a month ago. Yeah. I um, I very much think this team is World Series bound. Yeah. But every team I said that scares me in our last podcast still scares me. That would include the Red Sox, the White Sox, and the Rays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and we did lose two out of three against the White Sox, which, you know. That sucks. But most did, recently. They did sweep them earlier this year. So mm-hmm. you win some, you lose some. I mean, think of everything that this team has lost over the past two, three years. Um, and they are, what, two? No, they're a half game behind the Rays for the best record in the American League. Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried. I shouldn't say I'm not worried because there are a lot of good teams in baseball right now, and it's baseball. You know, the most baseball thing that could happen right now is the Phillies get in with 85 wins and they make a run all the way to the World Series. (laughs) 
<laughs> like the um, Cardinals did back in the day. So they just got sale back. Oh no, no, I said the Phillies. The Red Phillies, Sox. I'm got, sorry. Yeah, Red Sox. You're right. The Red Sox just got sale back. Um, he looked good in his first start back, but it was against the the Baltimore Orioles. So mm-hmm. you take that with a grain of salt. Um, yeah, man, it's going to be a fun playoffs. I think every every series is going to be electric this year. Um, can we talk about the uh, Dodgers real quick? Sure. Can we talk about these uh, Trevor Bauer accusations? Yeah. Uh, did you more did details. you read the stories? The story that he had like an a um another restraining order in Ohio uh, a couple years back. Yeah, I, I saw that yesterday. Yeah. So when asked about it, the Dodgers had no comment. So if they knew about this and still signed him anyway, who but it. I better not hear any damn Dodgers fans talk about the Astros World Series again. Y'all out there signing abusers, and you think I'm going to listen to you bitch and whine about cheating? Which one do you think is more horrendous in the grand scheme of things? Mm-hmm. But he he's always seemed like a dick. Like Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even when he was in college and he had to have things his way, like there's a story I read, I think it was the athletic that was talking about the difference between him and Garrett Cole when they were both pitching at UCLA. And he always, he always seemed like one of those guys who thinks he knows everything, even though he knows nothing. And he just gives off that or, and, when you when you read about him, you read about him in that article and see everything he does on Twitter from being a MAGA guy to harassing women online. It's like, why would anybody even waste their time, money signing this asshole? Mm-hmm. And it's like I said with Deshaun Watson, these teams let talent override everything else, even with common sense. I mean, we talked about it with with Sean Watson. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's like you could see the signs for years that he's not a good person, but he just has a good right arm, and so every team was willing to overlook it. Mm -hmm. And now the chickens have come home to roost. I like. I don't think he pitches at all, not just this year, but going on. Like I don't see how if as. If you're the Dodgers organization, you can even bring him back. Just pay him whatever the contract calls for and then release him. And I, I agree. If the player play, yeah, yeah, just pay him so the player union can't complain about everything and just jettison him off into the sky. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I just, yeah, I don't see how he could possibly play again. Anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So, what was your World Series prediction before the season? I think I said Astros and Padres. You say Astros, Padres? Did we both say? I know I said Yankees. I think I said Yankees, Padres. Right. And I might have said it was either Astros and Dodgers or Astros and Padres. I think you said Astros and Dodgers. Okay. 
I well, don't know. I'm, I'm not listening to that podcast. I don't know where the hell that notebook I had that I wrote down our predictions went. Either way, it's not a, uh, uh, it's not a, uh, it's not a far-fetched idea still. Yeah. Oh, and Fernando Tatis is back. He's playing right field today. Mm-hmm. So good to see him, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so who do you have for right now? Who are you who you think gonna win MVP? Ooh, MVP. Uh, mm-hmm. let's see. Uh well, I guess I mean, man, how do you not pick Otani for the American League? I know he's on a bad team, but I mean, that's what the Angels always get. They get the MVP, but no playoff games. Right. I mean, Otani is doing everything he can. Trout still hurt. Rendon is out for the year. We're currently playing the Angels, and I can't name any. Uh, Jared Walsh, there we go. Is Justin Upton still in that team? Who knows? Mm-mm. Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. So you say Otani for American League? Yeah, let me um... – let me take another look. Mm-hmm. I would say, let's see. I'm going with you. I'm... Oh, uh, oh, what I, uh, no, I'm sorry. It's got to be Vlad Jr. You think so? It's going to come down between Vlad and, and Otani. I agree. Um, but those numbers are just staggering. I agree. What uh, uh, what Vlad's doing with the bat is amazing. The thing that pushes it in uh, Otani's favor is what he's been doing on the mound as well. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you have to uh, – It's you can't overlook that for sure. I mean, he's been really good as a pitcher too. Yeah, so that's where I think MVP is going to come down to Otani. Are you still taking Guerrero? I'm going to take Guerrero just because I think you're going to pick Otani – I, and, I just yes, I just did right, and uh, he's on my fantasy team. So, oh, speaking you know, of which, how's that fantasy team doing? I've slipped to third place. Oh, womp, I made a bunch of, yeah, made a lot of trades to I don't know, but uh, we'll see. I mean, it was just a bad week, I think, for the players for my team. Guys just weren't hitting, so yeah, you had those weeks, but I still, got- I think I can still. I think I can still make a run. Okay. I think I've got a strong lineup. I mean, I've got. Go ahead. I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to give you some. Okay. I know, look, look, it's like no one cares about your fantasy team, but you know what? <laughs> no one really cares about this podcast. So I'm going to let you have it. Go on. Talk about I, your. Fa- I'll give I you. Traded. Go ahead. I'll give oh. you the time to talk about your fantasy team. Uh, well, I'll, you can talk about that. Meanwhile, I'll be over here looking for uh, my choice for NL <laughs> MVP. So go ahead. I traded for JT Real Moto, mm-hmm. catcher, and Matt Olson at first, and Freddie Freeman at first, and Bryce Harper in the outfield. But I was able to draft Altuve, Vlad Jr., Machado. Uh, or no, he was a keeper from last year. Cedric Mullins, which was a out of nowhere, he's been a great player for me this year. I'm definitely going to keep him next year. Um, Miles Straw, uh, Corey Seager, and uh, 
Baez and some a couple of other guys. And the pitching has been strong. I've traded for Corbin Burns from Milwaukee, and uh, I drafted Carlos Rondon, Rodon, which was which has been really nice, and uh, kept you Darvish, and also got Lance Lynn, who's been a nice, been really good this year for me. So that's like the core of it. But I, I think I can still make a run. I think I can still pull it out. Well, good luck to you, sir. <laughs> Uh, but who you got in the National League? <laughs> 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 I just let you just go off on of your fantasy team. Um, man, I haven't played fantasy anything in so many years. Oh, man. I, I wish we could get the band back together mm-hmm. and, and do it again. Uh, um, I, uh, I think those, de- those days are dead. Yeah. I think um, – I guess it's probably going to come down to Tatis Jr., or um, it might come down to a pitcher. Man, I'm thinking. Could be Walker Buehler. If if Tatis can stay healthy for the rest of the year, he's definitely up there. Um, I'm also. I'm thinking about giving it to Brandon Crawford. Oh, from uh, San Francisco Giants. Yeah, everything that he's done this year and where this team is like no one expecting them to be leading a division with both the Dodgers and the Padres in it. Mm-hmm. And they still are. They're up. Let's see. Yeah. They're up four games on the Dodgers and a whole 10 on the Padres. Yeah. Yeah. That's a solid pick too. I know MVP it, you really don't have to like lead your team to the playoffs because you can be the greatest player in the world and you know, the rest of your team just sorry and there's nothing you can do about it, a la Mike Trout. But <laughs> right. what Brandon Crawford and the Giants have done this year, like I think it's a good story and they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, man, oh, I'm on fan graphs. I'm just going through, scrolling through, looking at everybody's war and like the number one position player in the National League is Brian Reynolds from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> MVP. <laughs> you would never, <laughs> never guess that. And the Pirates are let me look, 42 and 75. Mm-hmm. They are only 28 and a half games out of first place in the NL Central. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Maybe you could say Bryce Howard, Bryce Harper, sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, all names. But I go Crawford. Okay. I'll say Tatis. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, so you're still sticking with the Astros and um, Dodgers World Series? Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with them. And both of my teams look like, well, especially the one AL and the Yankees, they look dead in the water. seems like every time they get a little bit of momentum, they get sent crashing back to earth. <laughs> oh, did you watch that uh, um, Field of Legends game? Field of Dreams? Field of Dreams, sorry. Did yeah. you watch it? I watched most of it. Mm-hmm. And Lynn, Lance Lynn, he was starting and gave oh, up four yeah. runs. He's been great all year, and he 
gave up four runs in a game I was actually watching of his. But um, yeah, it was cool. I've never seen the movie. So, uh, but I, you know, obviously there's, there's a lot of emotion and a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of sentiment attached to that building, that rebuilding that field or whatever. And it was cool. Like it was, the wind was blowing and that, that fence in right field is super short. So they were just crushing balls into the cornfield. Yeah. They're going to go back to their get, go back to their, and I know they will because it was so popular. It's like, I think if I remember correctly, this game was like the highest rated game since like oh, the World Series. Mm-hmm. So they're going back there, but they need to deaden the ball. Yeah. And you spent all that money building that field. Mm-hmm. You might as well use it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, but it was cool. It was fun. It was interesting to watch. Yeah. It had a great ending as well. Mm hmm. Oh yeah. Reminds me, I need a Tim Anderson jersey. Yeah. <laughs> that man doesn't even like baseball that much. He's going out here crushing people's hopes and dreams. <laughs> yeah. So well back to what I was gonna say, man, I would I probably pick the White Sox and the I guess the White Sox and the Giants. Wow. Okay. Hey, something different. Why not? Yeah. I'll keep. I'll keep a note of it too. Mm-hmm. I'll write it down somewhere. And then, I'm. I'm sure I would like. I would watch it. and I would enjoy it. Whoever has the World Series, I think it's Fox. They would be jumping out of tall buildings. The ratings crash. That would be. I think the one World Series that Fox wants is Yankees Dodgers. Oh yeah. And if they couldn't get that, they would take Astros Dodgers. Absolutely, because that's that's a big rivalry now. Mm-hmm. And I hope. Uh, I just want the A's to get up out of here. I'm tired of looking at them. Yeah, they got to go. Not not a fan of them whatsoever. Plus, imagine imagine having a um, uh, Yankees uh, Red Sox um, wild card game. It'd be the highest watched wild card game ever. Yeah, nuts. All right. Anything else, my man? That's all I've got, man. My uh, I'm, my voice is burning out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. All right, so let's get out of here. Um, we'll be back later on talking about something. I don't know. We got to plan out something to talk about. Oh, you know what? Um, we need to have guests on here. I want to have a guest. Okay. So whoever, if you're listening to this and you want to join in, you know, make a whole celebration out we'll have some fun have some topics talk about because honestly um now that you know my son's going back to school i'm gonna spend more time like writing out scripts and things like this and there are more things i want to make more podcasts on this network Mm -hmm. 
And so I want to have more people. I actually want to have one where it's just women hosting. So and I don't have to work that hard on it. There you go. So uh, let's get to work on that. Good sir. But that'd be for the future. Um, Anthony, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Always, 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 always. And we'll get back on it next week. And thank you, all you lovely people, for listening, sharing. We appreciate everything you do. And um, I just can't say how much we love you guys. All right, enough getting super mental. Let's get out. For Anthony, I'm the Quincy. Later, babies. <laughs>